Welcome back to Marvel Maniac and MCU After Show. This is Eric Cicada, your host, a.k.a. Mr. Ronis of the Mr. Ronis Podcast. Good to have you back here. We have a doozy, and I say that every week, but this is one of those shows where every episode it gets better and better and better and oh my lord we got a ground a lot of ground to cover i am beyond excited to be here with you today did you have a lot of time to process last week agatha all along has been stuck in my head all week all freaking week how about you um catchiest two of the year so far in my opinion what do you think of the week-to-week format? Are you happy that Disney Plus is traditionally we- releasing episodes week-to-week, or do you wish we have the binge experience? MarvelManiacPod at gmail.com. Always love to hear your input. So, longest episode so far, 47 minutes. People have been waiting for it, and we got it. This is the long one, folks. <laughs> and uh, not to complain, this is the payoff. <laughs> I feel like I, I really do feel like I say that every episode. <laughs> Um, the true the true signs of a fantastic show. You feel like you're being paid off every episode. Um, but I mean, with MCU, for fans, longtime fans, and I know there could be all levels of fans listening right now. There's lots of references here to a lot of movies, a lot of homage, and there's a lot of gap filling for the character of Wanda Maximoff. Um, the acting by Elizabeth Olsen in this episode is phenomenal. The acting by Catherine Hahn, a.k.a. Agatha Harkness, amazing. What a performance. Now, let's get into this episode. Um, like I said, we got a whole lot of ground to cover, and um, you know, even Thanos can't stop us on this insane ride to the end. Uh, and by the way, there was a post credit scene again, and I caught it. If you didn't, go back and watch it. We're going to discuss it at the end of the episode. I'll give you another warning at the end, uh, but just go catch it. It's a really, really big one. You're not going to want to miss this one. Important end credit scene. Um, go catch it if you didn't this time. I'm sure if you caught wind of the last one, you probably maybe checked this time, but if you didn't, don't, don't worry about it. Go check it out go check it out so this is the first time in one of the recaps for wandavision that we see clips of infinity war in my from my memory uh, and thanos actually taking the stone out of vision's head to me this is sort of the start of the end of the show in quotes you know like wanda's show and i'm hoping you know at the beginning of this episode at least as i'm writing this i'm hoping that wanda is finally um gonna start accepting the reality of what's happening to her um and as we get through this episode uh pretty accurate i'd say um this episode is titled previously on now, there have been multiple YouTubers that have pointed this out. Now, there's not one single uh, one I could say. I, it's been pointed out on multiple channels um, all over the place. I, I, I should probably give somebody credit. I'm going to give Emergency Awesome some credit. Um, that's the main one. And I, I know for positive I heard on there. 
Um, anyone else who might have given it credit first, please don't hate me. Um, I, I'm a YouTuber and I, I, I have it running on my couch sometimes in the background as I'm doing a ton of things around the house. That being said, um, emer- emergency awesome on YouTube. Good stuff. Um, great theories. Um, so the previously on WandaVisions, if you notice, you, you know, you can only really notice if you have them lined up, look it up on YouTube. Um, as Wanda literally says previously on WandaVision from the first episode or the second one, technically, um, to this current one, it's Wanda. Wanda's energy is sort of slowly being drained. Like previously on WandaVision, previously on WandaVision, previously on WandaVision. Um, and it's interesting to me that this episode's title previously on so um it's just a lot of wanda coming to realizing uh what's happening in this episode good for wanda i am tired of her being in the dark um uh, and you know what this is so freaking redeeming for her character i mean I, I don't know how many of us, uh, maybe me, more or less, I, I I don't know how many of you were maybe really led to believe, we were led to believe that Wanda was off that wire here. She, Hayward manipulated us. I'm skipping ahead. And that's okay. This episode was nuts. Uh, my mind's all over the place with it, as I'm sure yours might be too. But let's, I'm going to try and keep it in order here. Okay, um, so, like I said, uh, we're going back in time, uh, the beginning, the beginning of, uh, the MCU as we know it, as far as I, as far as I know, this is as far back as we've been in the MCU, um, correct me if I'm wrong, and maybe in some of the Greek mythology stuff, okay, some of the Thor movies, I'm talking maybe on the history of Earth, I don't know if we've seen, I really don't think we've seen anything before <laughs> Salem, Massachusetts in 1693. Um, this is where we start our episode. Agatha is being dragged through the forest by many cloaked wearers, which we soon learn to be uh, witches themselves. So you hear the Salem witch trials. Um, from what I know, it's a lot of people bringing witches to the stake uh, for being witches and uh, being wrongly accused of being witches. This is a different take. This is sort of a trial um, of a witch, a witch among witches. Uh, th- this witch is going haywire. Her name is Agatha. Um, and man, even back in the 1600s, Agatha is causing a little bit of trouble. <laughs> um, they bring her to a stake. Uh, she's being dragged through the forest by, by these people and they bring her to a stake and, uh, they tether her to it with magic. Um, this blonde, blonde, I don't know if it's blonde, it's kind of hard to tell in the dark. I think she, it was maybe gray, blonde, whatever, it doesn't really matter, woman. Uh, she asked Agatha, she's, she's an older woman, uh, if she's a witch. She says, yes, I am a witch. Um, she says, but you betrayed your coven. Okay. The older woman, she pulls her hood down, and uh, so do all the other witches. She accuses Agatha for stealing knowledge above her age and station she said you practiced the darkest magic agatha has been twisted and evil from the very beginning it was agatha all along the song was right <laughs> like let's just shed light one more time on katherine Hahn's performance as agatha harkis harkness 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 
I, I mean, I'm, I don't know why I said Harkus. Wasn't it Harkus last week? Am I insane? Um, no, you know what? It's Harkness. What am I doing? Um, Agatha Harkness. Man, what a performance. Um, she really brought it home this week. Really brought her home this week. So Agatha is in pure denial. She is basically screaming for her dear life. She's playing the innocent card among these witches. Um, she's saying, I did not break your rules. I, she cuts the act and says, I just, uh, I did not break your rules. They just simply bent it to my power. So the witches start to do some sort of enchantment. And like Agatha begs them to stop. Um, she claims she can't control what she's doing and she begs the witches to teach her how to control this power that she has uh, Agatha's claiming that her power is just so uncontrollable she just doesn't know how to control it very manipulative very manipulative woman this Agatha isn't she all the witches except the main older one uh, beam this blue magic into Agatha and she screams in pain and you actually think what are they gonna do are they gonna like put her into a um are they gonna put her into some sort of like a uh, like what are they gonna do there she's there she's clearly gonna be be defeated by these witches um uh, but no no this is not what happens um her screams go away and suddenly she has a confident look on her face the magic turns to purple and it appears that she reverts her magic onto them or consumes their magic and like pollutes their beings <laughs> like she completely sucks the life force out of them so i'm assuming she just consumes their life force and attains their power at this point the older witch who by the way extremely uh what a baddie uh i feel like on any other day this would have been the toughest foe to be taken down but she unleashes her blue energy at agatha at this point, Agatha kind of begins to beg and plea again, and she says something along the lines of, like, I could be good, and uh, the older witch says, no, you cannot, <laughs> and she puts one super final blow of blue energy into Agatha, which Agatha just consumes, like she did with all the other witches, and all of them just completely go, like, like turn to bone, pretty much, and it's a completely sinister moment for Agatha. And um, she she reaches down to the older woman and she takes her brooch. And this is something that a lot of fans were pointing out throughout the show on Reddit and whatnot. Agatha's been wearing this brooch throughout the show. You know, I'm going to even say that most likely a rewatch it would probably be fantastic after this episode of the whole series before this final episode next week. This show is just such a reveal after reveal after reveal that it actually there's knowing everything going back and watching this show from the beginning would probably be a whole other experience. And it's something I'm going to almost deem myself necessary to do before the final one. Um, it's super exciting yet sad that we're at the end of this, uh, but not quite there yet. There's, <laughs> I'm assuming, a very, very intense finale ahead of us um and i don't know what's ahead but i'm gonna assume it's gonna be an mcu level finale and they don't hold back uh okay so flash forward to the present it is the moment we left off on she does look shocked to meet the real us doesn't she uh agatha's talking to her pet rabbit agatha says that her thoughts were never available to wanda 
After Wanda tries to uh, get into Agatha's head, she her eyes glow red, and she you know she tries to do her mind trick on uh, on Agatha, a little defense, um, but she calls Wanda cute. You know, basically, I think she literally actually says that. Uh, she says we got work to do, and she's like, "Where are my children?" And Agatha points out again to Wanda that her accent really comes and goes. Agatha is one of the most sinister and mocking villains we've met in the MCU, right next to like Loki. She is very, very like childishly mean. She's uh, she knows so much and has so much over Wanda, and uh, she loves holding it over Wanda's head, and she's using it every minute in this episode. Wanda tries to use her powers again, but she just can't. Agatha rest- uh, restrains Wanda with magic. And explains to her that she is between runes, which are holding her back from using her magic. Now, let's point out Reddit fan theories, all, you know, the internet, the conglomerate mind. Um, You know, direct credits should be maybe given out to the internet as a whole, the conglomerate hive mind of the internet. Um, I don't know. It's been pointed out on plenty of uh, Twitter. I've, I've been through my Twitter feed, the Doctor Strange book um, that was missing. In, uh, there was a few books missing from Doctor Strange's uh, you know, book collection, right? And it's been pointed out that there's a book sitting on Agatha's pedestal that is glowing that color and uh it, it almost very certainly could be that book uh that's missing from dr strange's collection who knows dr strange could be in the mix here uh there's some insane insane stuff about to go down this next episode from from the that post credit scene we may need backup <laughs> this is a as mysterio said an avengers level threat i believe Wanda asked Agatha. I'm gonna say her name wrong because, like, I just it's just a tongue twister for me for some reason. I'm gonna just flub it today. Um, Wanda asked Agatha who she is, and Agatha returns the question. She said all those costumes and hairstyles. Um, she points out how patient she was waiting for Wanda to reveal her true self. Uh, she said she got so close with fake Pietro. She referred to him as Fiatro, <laughs> which was pretty funny. Um, that was you, Wanda says. And uh, Agatha said necromancy was out of the question because her real brother's body was on another continent, ridden with bullet holes, really sinking him in. Agatha, like right from the beginning. I mean, she does not hold back. She she hits the emotions uh, for Wanda. Wanda is strong, though. Agatha explains that when she sensed Wanda's powers in Westview, that she couldn't make sense of it. She picks up an insect, which looks like a cicada. Hey, that's my last name. <laughs> uh, and she puts a spell on it and and puts it on Wanda's face. And it's just kind of like to mock Wanda, in my opinion. Um, but this is the real point. She turns it into a bird. And she kind of explains how she's been conquering this magic for since like the 1600s. And it's taken her this long to turn this little cicada bug into this bird. It's a huge feat for her. And yet, 
she's astonished because you know Wanda can create this giant world around her running illusions miles away at the end of town like you know we see that poor woman with a teardrop in her eye a few weeks back on Halloween uh, she's Agatha is almost extremely I mean not almost she is extremely jealous of Wanda's power and she blatantly even asks her how she does it and right at the very beginning Agatha seems crazy and scary I'm going to just say it uh, in, in in the greatest villainy way possible um, not in a critical way I, I what a villain what a villain who's been messing up everything I'm not going to do it okay I told you I wouldn't do it she also throws uh, the bird to her rabbit and it eats it in one bite I do not trust that thing uh, it is creepy uh, creepy little rabbit. I thought it was maybe a cute rabbit until it ate that Boyd. <laughs> the <laughs> uh, give me my Boyd. Where's my Boyd? Remember Iron Man two? Oh man, um, that was uh, a little Iron Man two reference for y'all. Of course you do. Um, I'm MCU rewatch anyone? I'm feeling it. I'm all up in the MCU lately. This just gets me watching all like YouTube videos are coming up of like all the Wanda scenes. Um, oh gosh, Wanda has some great MCU scenes leading up to this and this episode. Like I said, filling in the gaps for her character. What what this show is doing for the other movies in. It's making the previous movies that are already amazing better. What? <laughs> Thank you, Marvel. Thank you, MCU. Thank you, showrunners for WandaVision, um, whose names I should have by now, and I should give complete shout-outs to at the end of the series. Um, yeah, yeah, amazing, amazing, amazing. Agatha asks Wanda uh, how she does this, and Wanda says she doesn't. No, how? Agatha tosses her around like really hard. She like, batters her, like uh, like she beats her around on like some stone pillars, and uh, around the room. And uh, she takes a strand of Wanda's hair and like makes it into a doorway. And Wanda said she will not go, but um, Agatha reminds her that she has. Wanda's kids and you can hear the kids crying for their mom so obviously Wanda and Agatha walk through the door and it is directly into a childhood memory of uh, Wanda's we get to see a young Pietro along with both of their parents Agatha and, and this wasn't Magneto this is definitely an MCU timeline in which there's no Magneto. This is the most humble Magneto that ever existed. He sold copies of Malcolm in the Middle and humbly, like in this, this is fucking heartbreaking. Uh, not even in a funny way. Uh, there's no funny here. This is one of the most heartbreaking scenes I've ever seen in the MCU. You only ever could imagine it, um, not let alone now we've seen it. It's a direct reference to Age of Ultron. Um, it's not even a reference. It's just filling in gaps. It's beautiful. It's 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 paying homage really and uh, giving fans something that they deserve for this character. It's uh, filling in all the gaps. I'll say it a trillion times. Um, so 
like Wanda and Agatha, they're kind of just like sitting on the side watching the the scene um, unfold until Wanda walks into the scene and becomes a kid again, and she's living it out again. And um, Guy P, one of my good friends, was messaging me as we were watching this, and he said, after looking at her dad's suitcase, suitcase of movies, I guess we can assume that this is where she gets the first few episodes. Uh, Bewitched, I Love Lucy, Malcolm in the Middle, Who's the Boss, I Dream of Jeannie and the Adams Family. So, like, you're seeing where already some of these shows the influences uh in the show she's doing um she's emulating in in you know wandavision she is getting from some of these shows her dad brought home in the suitcase so wanda picks a specific episode of the dick van dyke show that she wants to watch and she seems to really be infatuated with the show the black and white episode begins with uh rob and laura they're lying in separate beds hey that's i i guess where that came from i was asking a question about that where that comes from uh, the show answers it dick van dyke ladies and gentlemen um thank you mcu for answering that i mean i could have googled it but you just gave it to me i i didn't by the way i didn't google it we could have we didn't um, story of my life. Thank you, MCU. You answered that question for me. Dick Van Dyke Show. Um, but there's this really sweet music playing as the young Wanda watches the show. And the kitchen in the show is directly, like, directly resembles Wanda and Visions. It's like, honestly, the same thing. It's all fun and games until there's a huge blast all of a sudden. And it's just... Uh, young Wanda's nightmare. It's her worst nightmare. She's seeing wreckage and her family and her, uh, her, her, her is gone and her, her brother uh, and her have to go hide under a table. And um, just like Wanda said in Age of Ultron, a mortar shell with a red blinking light lands right in front of Wanda and Pietro while they're hiding under the table. These poor kids. <laughs> um, very traumatic. She notices the TV is still on, and uh, it's still playing the Dick Van Dyke show uh, among all the rubble. And she says, once the episode's over, that uh, this will all be a bad dream, and it'll all be over, and that none of this will be real. (laughs) Everything is really starting to make sense now in terms of Wanda, like Wanda's brain, in my opinion. Um, she disassociates, uh, like, look from, I mean, what would you do? She's sitting there for two days. Uh, she, that's, these shows are her happy place. It, I mean, that's, that's where she goes. That's why her accent is so back and forth. She, from, since she was a kid, she's been watching these shows and, you know, I said I, I I read a theory that it was her and Vision watching the shows in that time. We did get to see a little bit of that time, you know, in between when uh, Vision and Wanda lived together at headquarters, Avengers headquarters. But uh, you know, it turns out that's rooted back to her family, which makes it even a little more heartfelt. And I really like that choice, uh, man. That uh, really really pulls the heartstrings. Ouch. So Agnes is back, and she leads Wanda to yet another door. The second door has a Hydra logo on it. It's when we first meet Wanda 
it's uh, like the first post credit scene we ever meet her in. Uh, it's like a very fast moment where um, I believe it might be a th- the th- Thor Dark World post credit scene. Forgive me if I'm wrong there, um, but she's it's it, she looks exactly like she does her hair and all um she's being experimented on uh by hydra with the mind stone and this is how she gets her powers wanda walks up to loki's scepter dressed like literally identical to how we met her um from what i remember at least she looks pretty spot on love 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 continuity <laughs> big fan of it which holds uh, the scepter holds the infinity stone as we know over the scientist one of the scientists claims over in the other room that one of the tests like not one other test subject survived this experiment and wanda volunteered to do this she joined hydra to change the world this thing with the stark missile really did trigger her uh she she was pissed you see when Wanda gets mad and has a cause, she fights for it. Uh, whether it she it technically is right or wrong, she she joined what she 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 did what she believed was right. She went into Hydra, sad, but it led her to the Infinity Stone, um, the Mind Stone. The stone breaks from the scepter and just flies to Wanda. And Wanda looks at it very powerfully as if it were, I mean, I don't know, a, uh, an all-sentient superpower stone that uh, almost like had life in it. And uh, she reaches out to it. And then the stone shakes before its outer rim shatters, revealing a golden glow of the mind stone within there. We see, we see it. Um, she shatters it. The stone, it flares brighter. And then there's this uh, force that throws her back. And all her hair goes back. And it's insane. And um, we see this, like, devil... I'm not even kidding. There's a devil, like a woman devil in the stone. Is this Mephisto? Is this that thing everyone's been talking about, Mephisto, that they take the female root for it instead? Interesting. Uh, I love the idea. I don't know what's going on there. Um, there was a person in that stone. There was a person in there. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you, did you see it? Like a devil woman? There was a devil woman in the stone. And we're, 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 are we going to talk about that again? Is that going to be brought up again? Let's just... Come on. That happened, right? I, I, I rewound that a couple times. I saw that. I don't, did you guys see that? Um, go back. Devil woman in the, in, the, in, the, in the stone. This Mephisto thing. Uh, I'm going to have to start latching a little closer to something with the devil uh, is coming in terms of... There was a horned woman. I don't know. That's all I could say. There was a horned woman in the stone is what I saw. Wanda is in a room, like a little bit later, I'm assuming, which is basically a jail cell. She looks very petrified, and she's watching the Brady Bunch. She looks, yeah, she looks like a zombie. And in the other room, the scientists are talking over her footage of what just happened. And on the footage, we see Wanda standing where she was when the stone was in front of her, but nothing was happening on the camera. In terms of like the stone flashing and uh, like flying like a power at her pretty much. Uh, look, it looks like she got absorbed the power of the Mind Stone. Um, it's how she gets her powers, right? So, 
Agatha points out that Wanda has had very small powers before she came in touch with the Infinity Stones, and that's how she kept the bomb from going off when it, when she was a kid. Agatha points out that Wanda came in touch with an Infinity Stone, and that's what amplified these powers. So, Agatha makes yet another door. Another door. We're going through all sorts of doors. We're going through time. We are go- watching real memories now. Um, so, Agatha takes Wanda to this point in her life where she's at Avengers headquarters. It's the first time in her life she's living with Vision. She's watching Malcolm in the Middle on TV. So there you go. Uh, It's all coming together now. Wanda points out that uh, she does point out it was the first place that her and Vision had ever shared. Um, I just love seeing seeing Vision watching Malcolm in the Middle. It's good to know that he he got to know Brian Cranston as an actor. Um, I knowing that Malcolm in the Middle is canon in the MCU now. I would really like to hope that Brian Cranston is okay. Uh, I hope that Breaking Bad, you know, was still made in the MCU in that canon. You know, it's a big multiverse. And in this multiverse of madness, maybe Wanda didn't want Welcome in the middle to end, and she just kept it going. Okay, let this is going. This this is too long an episode for for sidetracks. So we have a very intimate scene between Wanda and Vision, and she opens up to him about losing Pietro, and all she wants is him back. And Vision points out to her that it can't be all sorrow. And that he's never really experienced loss because he's never had love. Um, And he's never known what... uh, He says, but what is grief if not love persevering? Oh, that is so beautiful. Uh, Shakespearean almost. Agatha wants to know what happened when Vision died. And how did that trigger Wanda? My autocorrect does not want when I'm, I'm I'm like doing the kind of voice to text when I'm taking notes, and um, most of the time it it comes out as wander. Um, so, geez, Louise, thanks for the confusion. Autocorrect. Wanda realizes she um, wanted him back. She wanted Vision back, and Agatha drives her pretty much through this door. She runs into this door, and pretty much we see. Wanda storming sword as we do on camera. Um, we see people celebrating the blip on camera. Every time we get a glimpse of this, it's just so interesting to me. But it's it, it really does go to show how soon after Tony's funeral and you know Wanda coming back and fighting Thanos, all this really is going down very very quickly. I'm thinking like maybe within a few months, two months, three months, right? Um, I, maybe we've even mentioned it before, but uh, it's just kind of crazy if you think about it. It's just so fat. It's just so everything just happened for her. She was just with Vision um, from her perspective. Five years have passed, but for Wanda, none. No, no, no. Um, so uh, a lot of people are celebrating around the world. Uh, Wanda is very distressed. She goes to the front desk and she demands to see Vision. So we're expecting 
you know, for some reason, I trust Hayward. You know, I I literally trusted the villain of the show at the beginning. I'm like, I feel safe here. Uh, <laughs> no, um, literally, this is not good. Uh, this is this is a good twist. This is a nice twist. She uh, so yeah, she demands that you see vision. So uh, they they pretty much say she can go in, but she still uses her magic to burst through the doors, which doesn't look good. Which is what we see on camera later. Um, like she just kind of bursts through the doors in a hurry. Like they're expecting her. Like they're like, we gotta buzz you in. And she just goes. So like, this wasn't really like an act of like breaking in. They they knew she was coming, and she thought she was gonna walk in and see his body, but she was in Hayward's office. Um, and. Wanda points out that she is Vision's next of kin. So Hayward says he wants to show her something, and he leads her to a window. And down in the room, this giant room, the these this group of you know technicians are dismantling Vision's body, and uh, it's being sawn apart. I mean, I can't imagine the. It must be vibranium SAR or something to take apart the vibranium. Uh, but Hayward is extremely callous, extremely callous towards Wanda here. And in my opinion, he almost seems like he's a little empowered by this situation. He's like kind of on power trip. But what has he got out against Wanda? Um, those last five years, really, uh, he's got it out for superpowered individuals, uh, as he as he calls them. It's a very disgusting, considering how well we know Vision and how human he is to us. Uh, it's very hard to see Vision this way, and we. It's very hard to see Wanda see Vision this way. They're literally. Cutting him open at the part of his head where the stone once was, which really triggers Wanda. And uh, Hayward explains that he's dismantling the most. She's like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "I'm dismantling. I'm dismantling the most sophisticated sentient weapon ever made." And he also points out that not everyone has the power to bring their soulmate back online. And Wanda, it seemed genuinely did not really come across to her that she even could do that and she's like that's not why i'm here uh i want to throw a funeral for i want to throw she doesn't want to throw she wants to hold a funeral for vision she wants to bury him and hayward blatantly says you can't just walk out of here with three billion dollars worth of vibranium just to put it in the ground uh, he said he could say goodbye to him here wanda really passionately opens up to hayward and says that he's all i have in which Hayward replies, well, that's just it, Wanda. He isn't yours. Hayward, I don't like you. <laughs> Dang, man. Hayward's bad. Hayward's bad. Hayward's bad. He needs to get punched. He needs to fall into a dark hole uh, dimension. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I'm sure he will get his... Who knows? He may... Who knows what's going to happen with Hayward? I uh, he is a he is a baddie. Um, so, anyways, this uh, really triggers Wanda, of course. But this doesn't go exactly how this like she goes insane, like she bursts the windows, but like she starts to go insane. But like she she approaches him and she says, "I can't feel him." 
And this is literally the opposite of what like we we saw or we were maybe the footage like was really like it was exactly enough of on the footage for Hayward to make us believe or you know and everyone you know in that moment in that scene where he was showing this footage of Wanda in quotes breaking in and taking vision you know Wanda doesn't even leave with vision Hayward is such a liar. He's lying to his own people. That's a little power hungry. He wants to get this synthesoid online. He wants to. He wants to. He wants to make all like. Basically, the the thing that Hayward's trying to make is basically Ultron, um, without James Spader voicing it. I wonder if they'll have James Spader voice it because it was really technically, technically Vision was. Ultron's ultimate vision of himself. Um, it might, probably won't be Spader voicing him. I'm assuming it's just going to be the same voice box of Paul Bettany. Badass. Uh, by the way, at the end. Uh, by the way, by the way. Um, insane. Um, I, I hope, you know, I told you there was a post credit scene. I hope you went back to watch it by now. If you haven't, I might have hinted towards it a little bit there. Um, but yeah, so she approaches Vision, she touches, she can't feel him. Um, so, you know, Wanda, she, uh, she notices a piece of paper on her passenger side seat, and we don't know what it is, but she's very upset, visibly upset, and she drives, and we see her drive into Westview. We see her arrive to Westview. And it's all starting to come together full circle. As she's coming into Westview, she sees Herb in modern day clothing uh, across crossing the street. And she keeps driving. She sees um, the mustache man. He's put, We've seen him around. He's putting up piano lessons. Uh, we see Mrs. Hart. She's sitting at a coffee table alone. Uh, Dennis, the delivery guy, carries an order. Uh she arrives at to her and Vision's home, which isn't even a home. It's the foundation of a home. No, there's no home that actually stands here. Um, we find out that what was sitting on her passenger side seat was a deed. Vision bought it and wrote <laughs> and uh, wrote to grow old in uh, with a heart written around it in the center of the of the deed. Uh, Vision wanted. To grow old there with Wanda. Oh my God. My heart. Um, so something unbelievable happens. We know Vision, the Vision that we know, wasn't taken by Wanda. We imagined that she reanimated him, right? We see something completely different here um, and completely revelating. Wanda basically nuclear bomb explodes with her scarlet energy blasting everything into black and white, uh, transforming modern cars and storefronts into their 1950s iterations. Westview as we co soon come to know it at the beginning of the series. So... After that, Wanda bursts more energy out of her, and she forms 
a whole new in the flesh vision. She creates life. She makes vision. Um, what the literal heck? She's made from the same power as him. I've been saying this all along, the same stone. Um, she, she, the love they shared, the connection, that bond, um, it almost like lived within her powers and her powers are just this gateway or something. And, and she recreated him with this energy and love she actually had for him. Uh, it's so beautiful. And so just right in front of her uh, in monochrome, in the monochrome environment, uh, Vision stands there. Wanda created this version herself. I just can't get over it. What the heck? What the heck? What the heck? Well, Wanda walks towards him in modern clothing, but then kind of the camera turns, and then we turn back towards her, and then it's turning to black and white. Very Smallville, very magical, uh, very back to Wizard of Oz, kind of, you know, we're coming back. It's very heartwarming because it's more beautiful this time. Wanda created this place out of love, and uh, she didn't steal anything from nobody. Uh, Wanda was in a deep place of pain, and uh, she didn't know how to deal with it. We've seen her whole story, her whole life leading up to these moments, and um, this explosion of energy, literally, she could not control what happened here. And um, spiteful Agatha... Um, you can piece it together, and which is why I want to go back and rewatch this episode. Uh, rewatch each episode now. I want to watch Agatha come in the picture from this point on because Agatha literally walks right up to the door. That's, I'm assuming, her first entrance into their lives in that first episode. That Agatha all along reveal it's still hitting, it's still hitting hard, you know. It's it's still like ah man that's a big one you know that's we're we're still recovering we're still recovering from the Agatha all along so you know at this point Wanda appears on the set of a show and Agatha is applauding and she's the only one in the audience sarcastically applauding and she disappears in just like a black cloud and we hear Billy and Tommy yelling for their mom. And they're they're outside, so Wanda runs outside in the middle of the street, and uh, Agatha hovers above them, looking more like a witch than we've ever seen her. She is demented. She is. This is what I'm assuming her true evil form. Um, she's she's like strangling. Billy and Tommy with her purple magic, like strands of her purple magic. And she says she knows what Wanda is, in quotes. Uh, you're supposed to be a myth. You're supposed to be a myth capable of uh, spontaneous creation. And here you are using it to make breakfast for dinner. And Wanda's like, let go of my children. And she says, oh, yes, your children and vision and this whole little life you made. This is chaos magic, Wanda. And that makes you the Scarlet Witch. Ouch. Credits roll. And yeah, I mean, let's just sit for that on that moment. Scarlet Witch, Don. The name is actually Don. I mean, we've been, I've been saying it. Um, she's out of control. But, you know, Agatha is very jealous. And she wants Wanda's power. She can consume the power of other witches. Um, these kids seem real. And this vision seems real, by the way. What 
can can Wanda can Wanda uh, save save her kids and Vision from this from the confines of this thing this world she created? It's chaos magic. What is chaos magic? Um, what what more is there to be revealed? Um, I don't. I, there, there, there has to be a resolution. These kids got to make it out. Um, I want Wanda needs a happy ending, and uh, by golly, Vision deserves one too. Um, you know, it, it's just kind of. You know, I know it, it sounds and crazy, but this is the MCU. This is a a, a robot uh, in a relationship with a you know superhero Scarlet Witch. Let's be real here. Anything can happen. Vision can. Let's get. I want him out of here. I want him out alive. I want him out alive so bad. I love Vision uh, so freaking much. You know, we saw him fly away last episode. We didn't get any present day Vision. So all last episode was really setting up for a finale here. Um, A big finale. And if I'm not correct, there's trailers where it looks like Wanda and Vision are like going at each other. Um, Okay. Let's just talk about this post credit scene before I talk about this. You know, WandaVision going at each other, right? Um, in, in the trailers. So, I did not miss this post credit scene. If you haven't, go watch it. Please pause. Go. Time. Are you back? Okay, okay, great, great. So, Hayward's outside the boundary. Um, an agent approaches him and he says, The team is ready for launch. And Hayward says, It's about time. For me, I'm like, I think he's getting like another squad ready. I'm like, Great. Uh, what's he doing? Getting a little like, uh, you know, whatever. What's he doing? What's he up to now? But uh, his like number two lady uh, with the ponytail that's been with him these last few episodes waits for him in the tent. And he says, We took this, in quotes, we put this, took this thing apart. And put it back together again a million times. Tried every type of, of power supply under the sun. When all we needed was little energy directly from the source. They bring in that missile that we've seen embodied with wow, Wanda's energy uh, and power. And they used that to, um, like, power this new vision and we see this triangle light up on this on the forehead of this black and white vision he resembles vision but it's like this completely white vision it's not even black and white vision anymore it's like this really cool looking um like he's got this triangle on his head instead of where the stone was and it lights up and his head twitches before his like uh, his inhuman eyes glow and like his movements are slow and measured and man he's a synthesoid he looks down at his own hand and the episode ends oh man what is this this is oh, what is he gonna do so you know we see these trailers marvel is known for throwing trailers out very misleading trailers we see wanda and vision fighting in the trailers uh you know i don't mean to spoil them much I, I, I don't even know if they're fighting. I see them head-to-head at one point. It's a very quick shot. This could very well be a uh, mislead and uh, color color correction shot. Um, you know, I, I, I like I said, I didn't watch the trailers too much. This is just a glimpse in my memory. So please, please don't think I'm trying to spoil the last episode for you in any which way. I know nothing. Uh, literally, you can see this show turns things on the on everything on its head. Um 
this was an insane episode. Uh, I, I, I really, really, really enjoyed this one. There was no commercial ad because just like I said at the beginning, there was something I said. I had a hunch. I had a hunch um, that this was going to take us out of the show. This is the first time Wanda, it, we're, we're, we're seeing the, the show from the point of perspective of the mcu and not of the like warped vision wanda has had ironically this whole series thus far we're no longer wanda's no longer trapped she sees everything now she's caught up so i don't know if we're going to be getting any more commercials maybe one last fun one at the end i i doubt it um Oh my God! I just have no. I mean, I I I, I can't say I have no idea where this is going to go. We're going to see some vision on vision action. Um, there's that book that's sitting there that look like looks like it's missing from Doctor Strange's collection. We have Pietro out there. We have Monica um, also in the hex. Darcy's out there still probably waiting in traffic. Um, I hope those kids are done walking by by now. Literally, um, you know, she's probably just hoping to, to make it in to see the final fight. Um, <laughs> anything can happen here. Uh, it would be kind of sick to see the other vision voiced by James Spader, just because it was, in my opinion, he was kind of what. I think this is going to go way out of hand. This can go way out of hand. They might not even be able to take this sucker down. Imagine if this vision just is so powerful and um, he like travels off earth and like, I don't know, like anything can happen. This is, this vision is, could go as wrong as Ultron and he's almost more powerful than Ultron. And that's a pretty big threat. I don't know what Hayward did to him. And it's kind of terror, uh, terrifying. It's terrifying. And I'm really insanely excited to see what's going to happen. I think Pietro is a good guy. Um, I don't, I don't think he means harm. I think he's a silly addition and I think, I'm really excited to see what they're going to do with Monica's powers. We're like uh, Monica. We, we have Monica, right? We have vision. Monica Rambo. We have Vision, um, and we have Quicksilver. I mean, we have almost like a little little Avengers uh, going here. Um, I want to go over to Reddit at the WandaVision subreddit. It's uh, you know a great place to gather and do post-episode discussions. I'm going to credit all the names on the comments I'm reading. I just love to read some of the top comments on here as they're coming in because it's a very great common mind place. So, um, Steph Wolf, top comment. Uh, so, Wanda was already a witch before the Strucker experiments. I wonder what that means for Pietro's powers. Was he already an inhuman or a mutant before the experiments? And we got a a really good reply from Savage Squirrel. Um, well, if she is a nexus, I think that means she was selected from birth. The stone might have recognized this and amplified her powers, as Agatha explained. Uh, a follow-up from Egg Solo. It did show the OG Scarlet Witch to Wanda. Is that what that was? I think the stone sensed what she was. So... We saw, I saw a devil in the stone, right? I'm sinking into this Mephisto thing the second that maybe they're stepping away from it, right? And uh, what the stone saw was a, the real Scarlet Witch. Um, an even further version of Scarlet Witch. It was, she saw a version of herself in that stone. 
interesting. Uh, I really, really like that. Uh, top comment, Steph Wolf on Reddit. WandaVision subreddit. All right, let's keep moving down the list. A few more comments from Reddit. BJ... Kackman says she didn't take vision. What the what? I know, right? Uh, yes, uh, Scary is Good says yes. I was hoping it would turn out that white vision was made from the real vision and it happened. This is the last, this last episode is going to be effing insane. Oh my gosh, it is. Um, dude, what a twist on twist on twist. Savage Squirrel says so. I guess white vision is the body of OG vision, but Westview vision is the mind of OG Vision. Um, it, uh, hidden, which Hidden Country replies, maybe more like the soul. Um, we got Bamorty saying, in quotes, what is grief if not persevering? One of my favorite quotes of the episode. Vision has such incredibly beautiful lines in the MCU. He says, I agree with you, Bamorty, uh, by a million. A beautiful, beautiful line. Paul Bettany, Paul Bettany is absolutely killing it. Uh, Rennie, Rennie Richie says, I couldn't agree more. Unbelievable performances uh, by the cast in this episode. Elizabeth Olsen, Paul Bettany, Catherine Hahn. Uh, you know, I'm going to even give a shout out to, uh, you know, we got uh, Julian Hillard and Jet Klein. They're uh, young Billy and Tommy Maximoff. Young, great actors, um, up and coming. And like I said, we started this series not knowing next to anything. It was a what the, what the, what type thing. Um, blindfolded, what's going on here? You know, after this first, after this episode, going into the final episode, uh, rewatching the series is going to be almost necessary for me as a diehard MCU fan. I don't know about you guys. I'm going to do it for the sake of the podcast. Um, I have a few dates um, I'm really excited to share with you. So we have WandaVision. It's going to be the final season finale next Friday. Um, be ready for that. Friday. Friday, 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 March 5th. It's the final season finale of WandaVision. But don't worry. Guess what? Uh, we, we have to wait a week. We're going to have a week of off time. Maybe we'll have a post-episode discussion, okay? Um, I mean, a post-season like discussion. And we're going to have Falcon and Winter Soldier premiering on March 19th. Marvel Maniac will be covering Falcon and Winter Soldier. And we have a premiere date for Loki. June 11th, 2021. If this pans out uh, to my timing, we are only going to have a week or two gap in between Falcon and Winter Soldier and Loki. Ladies and gentlemen, Marvel Maniac will be covering all of these shows all year round. I am so excited. The MCU is growing and it is doing it the right way. What? What if this was like done wrong and like this was the first like step in the wrong direction for Marvel? Just imagine that timeline. Uh, thank God we're not in that alternate universe. Um, you know, I know the multiverse of madness 
and Doctor Strange, maybe he'll show up in the finale. Who knows? Maybe even Thor will drop in and be like, Wanda, what is going on here? I'm supposed to be with the Guardians of the Galaxy. And, you know, Wanda's like, ah, Marvel, Marvel Maniac has been up all night uh, recording an episode, and he's probably got to get some sleep. It's 6 a.m. <laughs> it's been a blast uh, talking about WandaVision with you tonight on Marvel Maniac, an MCU after show. This has been episode Eight, uh, the episode titled "Previously on One of the Pinnacle Episodes," literally the Pinnacle Episode of the series, second to last. We have the season finale next week. Don't you miss it? You know we will cover it in an extra long season finale episode. We are beyond excited to have you. We isn't me. Uh, I'm so happy to have you here. MarvelManiacPod at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, we do take donations at Mr. Honest Podcast on PayPal. It all goes right back into the show at Marvel Maniac Pod on Twitter uh, at E-R-I-C-S-E-Q-U-E-I-R-A on Twitter. Get at me. That's enough of the promotion. You guys go get at your week. Let's cut, let's keep theorizing. Um, I'm going to go rewatch the show. I'm going to go maybe rewatch every single Marvel movie uh, there is because I'm all hyped up on Marvel now. This is the longest episode of Marvel Maniac yet. Longest episode of WandaVision. Longest episode of Marvel Maniac. I guess that makes sense. Marvel Maniac podcast is individually run. We could really use a review and even a rating on whatever you're listening to. You all have a great week. And until next time, Avengers disassemble.